And the reading is from Mark chapter 8, verses 27 to 37. Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi. And on the way, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they answered him, John the Baptist, and others, Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. He asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, You are the Messiah. And he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? This is the gospel of the Lord. Thank you very much. I'll turn that off for you. Right, uh, we're now going to have our talk. And I need three victims. Uh, volunteers, sorry. Uh, and you need to be able to be YouTube cele- uh, celebrities, okay? Because I'm going to need you up the front. Uh, so, um, <laughs> is that a no for Harry? It's a yes for Harry. Up you come, Harry. Uh, and I need uh, two others. Here. Catherine, do you want to come up? Uh, so we've got Catherine and Harry. And I need one other person to stand up. I feel we need an adult to I come I think up. we do need an adult. I did see the vicar stand up, but I think he was going <laughs> to do something else. Uh, so do we need to pick on someone? Who can we pick on? Oh, well done. Vanessa, up you come. Right, you three come and stand over here. Right, and you're going to help me with what we're doing. Over you come, Harry. Uh, stand in whichever order you want. Does that work well? Excellent. Um, children, if you can't see them up here and you want to come down the front, you can. Guys on streaming, if you can pull it right in just to us, that would be good. Um, yes, so... Quick, quick question on the streaming. Is Catherine in or, is that, or do they need to shuffle along a little bit further? I can move over. That way. Yeah, if everybody takes a shuffle that way. Shuffle over, we've got into a nice, the middle. a nice shot of the front, but we don't want to find that we've only got Catherine's The arm. things we have to think about when we're doing this sort of stuff. Now, our story today, the story about Jesus and his disciples. Uh, you guys are going to be the disciples for me, which is good. Now, they're on a road. They're on a, a road to Caesarea Philippi. And I want you to understand, and you guys can help me with this, I want you guys to understand what it was like being on this road 
they're going uphill, yeah? They're going up to where the Jordan River starts, yeah? Uh, so it's up close to where Lebanon is, if you're looking at a map, and they're going uphill, and behind them they can see the expanse of Israel, and things are getting greener, because they're getting closer to the start of where the river is. Uh, so things are starting to look quite good, green. There's lots of temples around. So as they're walking along, they can see lots of these temples. Yeah, and they're going to a place that is named after the, one of the kings of Rome. Yeah, uh, Caesar. Um, and they're journeying in that direction. So it's a bit of a trek. But we have to ask our question today. Why does Jesus ask the question that he does? He does because everything around them is making them see things that other people are putting in importance, that they say are really important. And Jesus says, who am I to them? And the disciples respond. Now, hopefully this is going to work. The first disciple at the end responds with, turn it over, John the Baptist. Now, You don't look much like John the Baptist, so I'm going to put a wig on you to make you look like John the Baptist. There we go. Excellent. John the Baptist was the person who was in the wilderness. Uh, He was unkempt. Uh, His hair was all over the place. He ate honey and locusts. Well done. Um, And he declared that there was somebody coming after him. Uh, someone who is going to restore somebody who he wasn't worthy to untie the sandals of. Someone who was greater than him. That's who the disciples said. Some say you're John the Baptist. The next one. Some said Elijah. Now Elijah was a prophet. Now Elijah uh, went up to heaven. He got caught up in the, the whirlwind behind uh, a chariot as he was taken up and his mantle was passed on to Elisha and it fits excellent we were thinking of um, yeah I don't know why we did that I think it's the gold um, to do with going up to heaven so well done uh, so we, they said Elisha Elijah sorry and the last one what did they say they said one of the prophets now if a youth said that to me in one of our groups I'd be going no that's not an answer one of the prophets, give me a name. And I wonder whether Jesus stopped them at that point and went, hang on. Yeah, do you know who the prophets are? Can anybody shout out a name of a prophet to help Harry? Ezekiel, Moses. Yeah, brilliant, superb. So they've helped you out. That's good. Now, um, did we have anything for this? No. There isn't anything in this But you guys have helped him. So uh, we're going to take one of theirs. That's good. But don't worry, there are more things coming. All right. Um, you can put your bits of paper down because I'm going to come back to you in a sec. Stay take, where you take are, their, though. So take their original ones off or leave them on? Oh, you leave them on for a minute. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Sorry, Catherine. If you want to take. If, if you want to. Yeah, you're rocking it. It's good. It's really good. Um, no, so uh, basically, Jesus asked them, and this is what they say. Uh, and Jesus says, look, I don't really care what other people say. I want to know who you say I am. Yeah? And this is my first point of my talk. Jesus is interested in who we are. Let's go back a page on the uh, screen. What was it? Who do you say I am? Yeah, that's what he's asking. Not what do other people say. 
Who do you say I am? A bit like the Oreo. We can listen to Ferrame say how wonderful Oreos are. But actually, when it comes down to it, it's our experience that counts. What do we think? What do we feel? As a parent, I'm absolutely fine with the cheaper Oreos. Yeah? I think they taste lovely. But that's my opinion. And what Jesus is saying to his disciples as they're walking along is, that's fine what other people say, but who do you say I am? You. Who do you say I am? Because you see, they're looking around them. And they're saying what other people say is important. The temples, the nature. And he says, who am I? And it's at that point that Peter steps forward and he says, you're the Messiah. Now, the thing is, the word Messiah is just a word that we use, but it it has so many things in it. And I think these guys might have been a little bit worried when Peter stood up and said the Messiah... Because they knew what it meant. They knew what it meant for their area, for them as disciples. And they would have probably all taken a step back away from Peter. And maybe started looking around to see whether anybody was listening. Because you see, the Messiah, and this is where we get to better bits. The Messiah, uh, there are three things that they would have thought the Messiah uh, was what they were looking for. The first one uh, is, Catherine, can you turn your bit of paper around? A military figure, yeah? So they were expecting the Messiah to be somebody who's going to come in and get rid of the Romans, uh, sort everything out, restore God's people back. When Peter said Messiah, (laughs) everybody would have gone... You've got a lot of things to carry. A bit like Catherine is now. You you can keep the wig on, yeah. Keep the wig on, there we go. So that's what they were waiting for. (laughs) That didn't help. No, none of it's going to fit. I did try the gold coat on earlier and it does not fit me. It came up to about here and I was hunched over. Well done. So we've got an army figure. They would have been waiting for somebody who was going to restore through power. That's why I think the disciples were probably worried. Whilst they're sorting that out, we're going to move on to the next one. What's the next one? A king! Now, they had a famous king, God's people, and it was King David. I know. Anybody would think we planned it. There we go. King David, again, brought prosperity and wealth to God's people. He was a ruler that people respected. When Peter said Messiah to everybody else in the world, that meant rule. A king that was going to come and restore. Oh. And then the last one is, (laughs) unfortunately, I do apologise, I couldn't find a staff. All I could find was an umbrella. I don't really mind. That's all right. Now, if you imagine this was a staff... And we've actually sung about this this morning, which is really good. If it was a staff, there's somebody who came in God's power and actually said to a ruler of the time, a king. Oh, we've got it written in front of us. Moses. There we go. Moses stood up in front of Pharaoh and he said, God says, let my people go. Set them free. And when Pharaoh didn't, we saw the full power of God on display. 
We saw the sea split and God's people brought out of captivity into freedom. You know what? When Peter said Messiah, they all went, whoa, that's big. That's what they were expecting. And it's at this point that Jesus goes, shh, don't tell anyone. And I've always listened to this and thought, that's a bit strange. Why does he go, shh? Because if people had actually cottoned on to what they were saying, what Peter had said, the course of that future would have been different. And Jesus' life would have changed. And there were things that he still needed to do. So he goes, shh, don't tell anyone. But I'll tell you what I'm going to do. And this is what he says. He says, I have to do certain things. It says here, then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. He couldn't have been more clear of what was going to happen. Now, I've got some illustrations. You can put them down. These illustrations are over here. The suffering that Jesus spoke about. Oh yeah, you could give them them. Yeah, that's fine. The suffering, which is our first person. There we go. You hold suffering in one hand and you can hold a cup in the other. Because the cup that we celebrate at communion is all about Jesus' life that he gave up. It was the suffering that he went through. The pain, the hurt, that all came from when we separated ourselves from God. He took all of that on. And he brought us back. But he said, I'm going to suffer. The next one. He said he had to go to the chief priests and the elders and the scribes. Those people who had been entrusted with God's way. And he was going to do something where he was going to restore it. Now what I've got is I've got a priestly stole. Thank you, Bimby, by the way. (laughs) And the reason I wanted to use that, because although he came as high priest, the robe, uh, the stole, the scarf that Bimbi wears represents Jesus standing in front of his disciples with a towel around his neck, washing their feet. As a high priest, he comes to serve and to look after. And the last thing, Harry, if you can turn your card round. Death and resurrection. Now, the reason I want to cross, you have to hold it at the bottom because it does, yeah, uh, this bit. There we go. Uh, The reason being, I'm going to show you why. I picked it up earlier. Now, Bimby, don't have a heart attack, but I picked this up earlier and it did that. I'm really sorry. I will get some glue out later. I think it's been doing that for a while. So if you hold it at the bottom with both hands, that's it. So, the death and resurrection. He died on the cross, but not even death held him. And when he rose from the dead, when he ascended to heaven, he makes that way open for us. You see, in that little paragraph that he speaks to his disciples, he explains all that's happening. Um, It's quite amazing. And in some ways, what I want to say to you at this point is when Peter responded to Jesus and said... No, Lord, this can't happen. Jesus was responding. When it says it rebukes him, he corrected him. He said, no, I want you to look at what's going to happen heavenly. 
not what's happening on uh, a human side. Peter was going to lose his friend. He was going to lose his master. He didn't want to see that. He called out to Jesus and he said no. And Jesus said, hang on, this isn't just for us. This is the bigger picture. And this is my second point. I want you to know that Jesus' way is so much bigger and his plan um, is so much more than we can ever imagine. Yeah? Uh, When we think of um, sickness, when we think about um, life and turmoil and all of that, Jesus has got everything covered. He calls us back. Now... Yeah. He then says to us, well, he says to his disciples, he calls everybody in and he says, I want you to follow me. And he says this, he called the crowd with his disciples and he said, if any of you want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Okay. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? You see, what Jesus is saying is actually the call on our lives is to give everything that we have to his way and bringing his kingdom. And we might be sitting here thinking that's really difficult. How can I do that? I'm only 15 or I'm only five. Or what about my career? What about all the stuff that I've got to do? What about my family? How can I give it all? And I want to give you a little secret. And the secret is this. In some ways, it's quite easy. Wherever we find ourselves, whatever job we are doing, whatever part of life we are in, whether we're at school or work or wherever, it's about how we live, how we love, and how we believe. And that's quite straightforward. I don't think I've got any cards for that, have I? That would have been really good to have three cards for that. But never mind. Um, How we live, how we love, and how we believe. And you see, when we go and we live out a life that is kingdom-based, we get to bring God's kingdom through love, through joy, through peace, through patience, through kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, anything in our world at the moment that we are dealing with, when you apply these things to it, it gets better. If there are arguments in our world or in our lives and we apply these things to it, those arguments change. I would like to say to government leaders, that's what they need to do in order to bring change. And in our lives, that's what we're called to do. So although it feels big... Actually, it's quite straightforward. The way you live, the way you love, the way you believe. And I want to bring us back to our first slide and say, actually, is there a slide with an Oreo on there? Yeah. Let's take up the Oreo challenge, which is about being authentic. But being authentic in the way in which we live. Because if we say we are followers of Christ... If we say that we believe in him, that means that what people see, what they experience from being in our presence, with us, is they experience more of God. We just need to be authentic so that when people are connecting in with us, 
They don't just see us. They see God himself in us. Uh, so going back to our first song of today, which uh, Pippa, I've just got to say thank you for. Um, shine from the inside out so that the world can see he lives in me. Maybe I should have started with that. It would have been a lot easier, wouldn't it? Yeah. Now, guys, you have been brilliant. Uh, absolutely superb. Let's give these guys a round of applause. Well done. Thank you. Thank you.